Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of In The Loop. I'm your host, Rachel Camp. On today's episode, I'm going to be sitting down with Cowie to Fate EMC's CEO, Chris Stevens, once again, to talk about capital credits. We'll be discussing what exactly capital credits are, when members should receive their capital credits in the mail or on their bill as a capital credit refund, and how exactly our cooperative principles here at Cowie to Fate EMC set us apart from investor-owned utilities. So let's get started. All right. Thanks, Chris, for joining us on another episode of In the Loop. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Great. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about capital credits and what they are exactly and how our members will benefit from receiving their refund checks. So right now, we know many members have been receiving them in the mail or getting a credit on their bill. So maybe they don't understand the why. Um, Can we start out maybe with you just explaining what they are exactly and why we disperse capital credits? Sure. Um, Rachel, one of the benefits of uh, the cooperative model is the fact that those who we provide the service to, those who pay their bills, they actually own us. And so that's one of the big differences between us and an investor on is we're actually owned by those who we serve. And anytime we have excess margins in excess of our operating margins, then that those funds are actually allocated to our members and they're known as capital credits or some people refer to it as patronage capital. Okay. So, Chris, how exactly would a member qualify for capital credits? So a member qualifies for capital credits based on what percentage of energy that they purchase from us. In other words, the margins are proportionally distributed based on the actual member's participation or energy consumption through that year. And so the capital credits are allocated specifically to each member's account. And then that accumulates over time. And then in, in due time, we will retire and return those capital credits back to the member. Okay, so what exactly is the difference between allocation and retirement of capital credits? So allocation is just that, where you're allocating the capital credits based on their usage in that current year in which the margins are recognized. And then in future years, when the, when the cooperative is in an economic financial good position, then the board may choose to retire those back to the member. Okay, and how would a member go about finding the allocation factor total? So the member, each year we have in our annual report that we um, produce for our annual meeting, there is an allocation factor. Um, so the member could find that at that location. Okay, and then I want to talk a little bit about overseeing them and how the decision is made to disperse them. So, Chris, whose responsibility is it to oversee how capital credits are managed and dispersed, and who's responsible for making that decision on when they're retired? Rachel, it's ultimately up to the board is to making the decision when to retire and what capital credits to retire. You know, we have an equity management and capital credit retirement plan, and the staff actually manages that, and they make a presentation based on our financial condition to the board and make a recommendation who ultimately elects to retire those. Currently, we try to keep that on a 20-year cycle. 
And so we're within that 20-year cycle now. So this year, in fact, we'll be doing a capital credit retirement of $3 million. And those will be for the years of 2020 and also 2002. So we're in what we call a, a first in, first out, and a last in, first out mode right now. So, and it's proportional. We're doing about 75% of the 2002 and about 25% of the 2020. So, Chris, this is actually uh, one of the responsibilities of our board of directors then. Yeah, you know, Rachel, good point. It's it's definitely one of the many responsibilities they have. I mean, they truthfully have an overall fiduciary responsibility to our members, and they represent them. I mean, they're voted by the members to represent them. And so this is a key role they play. And again, it's a balancing act because they have to make sure for financially that it's not going to impact us in a negative way. And and we have to make certain, you know, meet certain you know, financial ratio requirements when they do this. So it's a big decision that they have to make. Um, but it's part of being a 501c12 is, um, you know, one of the things that we must do is return those capital credits, those margins back to our members. Okay, awesome. So Chris, what happens to unclaimed capital credits? Like, for example, if a member moves off of the system, how what happens to those that belong to them? And how would they go about finding out how to see if they qualify for those? That's a great question, Rachel. And, and unclaimed capital credits do exist. So when we try to return those, we send the checks if they've moved off to the system to the last known address or whatever forwarding address they've given us. And so if they're returned to us and go unclaimed, then you can find that. We actually have here at our headquarters in Palmetto a list of those. And also you can go to our website to see if you're on that list and qualify for any of those. And so that's how that's done. And so, but yeah, there is an opportunity to go back and and find out. However, we do encourage our members when they do move off the system to make sure we have your forwarding address so we can get those credits to you. Okay, so also, Chris, if a member has a family member that maybe passes away, how would someone go about finding out information about those retired sure. credits? Yeah, Rachel, you know, that's, a, that's something that comes up, unfortunately, quite frequently. And um, what the members should do, um, the family members, just contact our customer service. And we do have a process and have a, a department that can help assist you in that. And we're able to retire, and we call them deceased capital credits, and we're able to retire those early um, to that estate. So um, I would just have them contact our customer service, and we'll be able to take care of that for them. Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay, and to wrap up our discussion about capital credits, um, can you just briefly explain to our members how the cooperative principles here at Cowie DeFay EMC set us apart from investor-owned utilities? Rachel, you know, the cooperative model has so many benefits, and one of the great benefits is um, how we operate. And we follow, we have seven principles or kind of our guidelines, and one of those is being economic participation. And so when a member does purchase energy from us, they actually are helping fund new poles, new lines, and services for our members as we grow. And that's where the patronage capital is. That's the capital. So those excess margins are being utilized for those purposes, which really helps us reduce 
the amount of loan funds that we need to operate. And so it's really having that economic participation is so important in our business model. And again, it's the members' patronage capital, so it will be returned back to them. It is their equity, and they own the cooperative. And so that's the big difference between one of the many differences in between how a co-op works versus an investor on. So this year, the board has elected to retire $3 million back in capital credits, and those are going to be for the years of 2002 and 2020. And so we're following today, since we're in a 20-year cycle, which we try to maintain on retirement of capital credits. And so we're doing 75% of 2002 and 25% of 2020. And really, the board really looks at it from the financial position of the co-op at the time. So that's one of the determining factors in when we can and when we should retire those capital credits. So we have to meet certain financial ratios that, that we have to comply even after those credits have been retired. And so those are the things they look at. And this year alone, again, it's $3 million. And then if you look at it over the past five years, we've given back over $19 million, retired $19 million back to our members. And since 1994, it's been over $41 million we've been able to return back to the members. And so, you know, it's just a great model and one of the advantages of being part of a co-op. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast again, Chris. Um, We hope to see you again. Thank you, Rachel. Hi, I'm Megan Phillips, and I work in communications and PR at Coweta Fayette EMC. Thanks for listening to another episode of In the Loop. We invite you to follow along next month for our upcoming holiday segment, Tis the Season of Giving. You won't want to miss it. We also invite you to subscribe to In the Loop wherever you listen to your podcast, so you'll never miss another episode. See you next time. Bye!